Hi, and welcome to... Yeah, that can't be good! The Wonderfalls Edition, with me, Vicki, and my co-host, Doug Gramley. Now, here's Doug, not Doug Gramley, with a podcast disclaimer. Yeah, that can't be good. It's a frequent line used by Sheriff Jack Carter in the original subject of this podcast, the sci-fi original series, Eureka, and is not intended as commentary on any of the series covered here. Let's get going! This is Doug with the IMDB credits and quick cap for Wonderfalls, Season 1, Episode 3, Wound Up Penguin. Series created by Brian Fuller and Tom Holland. Written by Liz Garcia. Directed by Todd Holland. Original air date was March 26, 2004. Bring her back! Bring her back! And now for the quick cap. Jay and Eric discover a girl living in the barrel in a restaurant. The girl escapes. And after Jay receives the message, bring her back to him from the wind-up penguin, Eric and Jay set out on a mission to search for her and try to help her. At the train station, they hear about a mysterious man in black who is also looking for the girl, and they follow clues to a hotel where the man is staying. They set out to rescue the girl, Katrina, from the man in black. But the man turns out to be a priest, and Katrina turns out to be a nun, a nun who has lost her faith over a piece of cheese. Jay convinces the priest to give her 24 hours to change Katrina's mind about going back to the convent. She tells Katrina about the objects that speak to her, and only after a car's taillight is broken does she believe Jay's story. But she believes Jay is possessed by demons and goes to Aaron, Jay's brother, for information about exorcisms. Jay is rescued from Katrina's exorcism by police who arrive at her trailer to arrest her for hitting a car in the parking lot of the Barrel Restaurant earlier. At the police station, Katrina, now understanding how wrong she was, explains the exorcism attempt. They run into the priest, who was supposed to have left town, and discover that he was pulled over for a broken taillight, which led to his name coming up as a deadbeat dad. He discovers that he has a daughter that he never knew about from before he became a priest. His daughter's mother filed a report only because she was not able to locate him any other way. Katrina's faith is restored, and she goes back to the convent without the priest as he decides to stay in Niagara Falls to be near his daughter. Bring her back to him! Just jumping in here to say that I've had dental work, and this not being able to talk properly could go on for months. So if things sound a little different, or I'm not pronouncing words properly, dental work, not drunk. Bring her back! So we're back with Season 1, Episode 3, Wound Up Penguin, or Episode 4, depending on where you watch. Also, before we get started, I did try searching for that fountain online, Yeah. and the general consensus is that it doesn't exist. And I saw some discussion about it actually being located on the grounds of a hotel, but that was kind of disputed. And there's no photos at all online, and you would imagine there'd be some, right? Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, it was. (laughs) So if anyone out there knows for sure if it's real or if it's on a hotel grounds, let us know and let us know where it is. So what did you think of this episode? I liked it. I think I liked it better than the previous one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it too for a lot of reasons. Like there was actually a mission to go on. Yeah, a little dark, I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to think back, like, the show was aired, what, like, early 2000s? 2004. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to think, like, would this kind of subject, what would people's reaction be now? Because it, it is very religious, right? Like, how would people react? I think there's two sides of the spectrum, and I, I'm assuming that somebody would get offended. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Without yeah. saying who, but... I see what you're saying. If you think about it, the whole show is kind of, I'm doing air quotes, religious. Because we don't know if Jay is losing her mind or if she's getting messages from God. Yeah, yeah, that was more evident this episode, I think, because of just, like, the whole backstory. And I never really thought of it that way. I just assumed that she was losing her mind. Oh, maybe we didn't talk about it, but I think I said, I thought I said to you, and maybe I didn't. When this came out, it came out at the same time as Joan of Arcadia, which is kind of the same principles, except she had people appearing to her and telling her to do things. Yeah. And they said, because it was so similar, they held off releasing it because they didn't want it to release exactly at the same time. Okay. So that's why the God part of it occurred to me, maybe because I know that Joan of Arcadia had the same dilemma. Is is it God or is she losing her mind? Right. I gotcha. Okay. I guess if you didn't know that, maybe it wouldn't occur to you right away until this episode. Yeah. It starts with all the animals singing and keeping her awake, but there doesn't seem to be a reason for it. Unless the reason was to drive her out of her trailer to find the nun. Yeah. Earlier, the wax lion was singing because she was ignoring what it was telling her to do. But at this right. point, they're all singing, and we don't hear that it's telling her to do anything. And I think it was just maybe to drive her out of the trailer so she eventually finds the nun. Yeah. In this one, I did like that she made a conscious effort to go out and find the girl when the penguin told her to. Bring her back! Bring her back? Bring her back? Bring her back! No! I mean, why? I don't know. It's your idea. It's not my idea. It wasn't you? It wasn't a suggestion. I mean, it wasn't something she wanted to do, but they both ended up going on like a mission to find her. Yeah, this is, I think, the first time where she was actively trying to figure out what they wanted her to do. Like, she was like a full participant in this episode. Yes, because usually her subjects just kind of show up and it just like occurs to her out of the blue. But this one... I like that, that they went on this whole mission. Yeah. But then it was just funny how Eric believes that Jay goes out of her way to help people, and I really don't know how he gets that impression. He seems to think she's this wonderful person, and I know, like, he likes her, but, I mean, the people she helps, number one, I don't even think he's aware of most of them. Yeah. And number two, how does he have that impression that she's running around helping people? Maybe he's not thinking that she does it all the time. And that's why he's asking, like, do you always do this? Yeah, maybe, maybe that's the shock to him. Maybe, maybe he thinks that he read her wrong. I know? guess maybe because it was confusing. Because in the restaurant, he kind of <laughs> talked himself into going to find this nun, thinking that she was trying to guilt him into it. And I know how that could happen with people. But what she was saying didn't make sense to what he was thinking she was guilting him into. Yeah. So I, I was a little confused about that. But his wife is mentioned a lot in this episode. And I think a lot of this episode was also about him deciding whether or not he should go home himself. I mean, I got that more this episode. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think yeah, that like this I, one I is about him as much as it's about the nun and everything else. Yeah, I think, right. Yeah, I think maybe that's why he was so invested. Definitely, that's why he was so invested, yeah. It was kind of his dilemma of, about feeling guilty about not going home. Um, I mean, I don't know why he would, but... Yeah, but he could go home and live his own life. He doesn't have to go home and go back to her. But now he's hiding out in a bar in Niagara Falls. Unless he really loves living there. <laughs> I heard it's a nice place. <laughs> I never think of people living there. You know what I mean? Right. I've never been, so I have no idea what it looks like. So I don't know what it's, what it's about. It just seems like such a tourist area that I just never think people actually live there. Yeah. So when the man in black first came into the store with the flyer, I thought he was the janitor from the train station. 
I thought the janitor was creepy when they talked to him and that he might be involved. And then the priest kind of looked like him when you look at him quickly when he first came in. Yeah, I I don't know if I thought that they were the same, but I definitely thought the janitor was involved. Like, it, it was too big of a scene, I guess. Yeah. It stood out. Maybe they did that on purpose. I don't know. But it definitely thought that the janitor was involved. Yeah, definitely. And then Jay seems to go to extremes with her scenarios about Katrina. You know, like she's a sex worker and he's her pimp. Katrina, that's her name. No last name. He's her pimp, her goth pimp. She's trying to lead the lifestyle and he won't let her. And later at the hotel, she thinks they might have beaten her with a bag of oranges. Where does that come from? What if we're too late? What if he's already beat her to death with a bag of oranges for withholding trick money? If she had any trick money, I don't think she'd be living in a barrel. I know I wouldn't be. Yes, but maybe she's just lazy. That happens, right? They can't all have hearts of gold and good work ethics. And come on, this place does have a certain pay-by-the-hour vibe. It's just a transient hotel for people who aren't sure whether they're coming or going. People that need hot plates and kitchenettes and all the other trappings of creative non-permanence. You sound like a brochure. I've heard that used before. You have? I've never. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, where does that come from? I've never heard that before. I think I've heard it before. (laughs) Yeah, but I think it's just her kind of weird sense of humor or dark sense of humor. Oh, yeah. It's just that she comes up with these scenarios. I mean, you wouldn't go directly to sex worker, you know, or a bag of oranges. And does holding a glass against the wall really work? Everybody does that. What, putting the glass up against the wall to here? Yeah. I don't think I've ever tried. I haven't either, but I don't understand how that would work. I understand how maybe the glass, the open part of the glass would amplify it, but you have your ear against the bottom of the glass, which is glass. Yeah. I don't understand. So Eric is hostile with the priest about Katrina not going back, and also with Jay later when she's trying to get her to go back, which we know is really all about him, like we said, thinking that he should really go back to his life. He's so adamant about protecting her from having to go back because he's so conflicted about his own circumstances. Right. You know, I like him usually, except in this episode, he just seems so whiny and so blah. Like, no personality, just... Maybe a little bit. I didn't really mind, I didn't mind him all that much. I mean, I've, I think it was nice to kind of get them... The relationship has just been him standing behind a bar, you know, and, and talking. So I think this was kind of their opportunity to advance that a little bit more. So I didn't really mind it. Yeah. But you kind of get the sense that they're very similar. Sort of. She's very whiny, too. Yeah, she is. Like you said, I like that they went off on a mission and were working together to do this, but it got annoying. He's more of somebody you walk all over, which he even said in the train station when he said something about her helping people, and he said he couldn't help people because Heidi wouldn't allow it. Wouldn't allow it. And he said something about her telling him he couldn't talk to strangers or something. Yeah, I think he's definitely a pushover. And then that's why he was very adamant about not letting the priest force the nun to go back. Right, right. But I just found in this episode, looking at him saying if he left the show, it wouldn't matter. Where normally I like him. After they rescue Katrina and get her back to the restaurant, the penguin talks again. But this time it says, bring her back to him. To him which makes Jay believe that she's supposed to get her to go back to the Carmen. Because the first time it just said, bring her back, which Jay thought that they had to find her and get her back to the restaurant and give her her stuff back or whatever. But this time it says, bring her back to him. Yeah. So the nun tells them she left the convent over cheese. The cheese was my undoing. This is the miracle of life melted over these chili fries. 
bacterial flirtation with enzymes, the commingling of friendly microorganisms giving birth to curds and whey, and from dust he created the universe. The dairy board must love you. This part got annoying to me. Yes, she made some convoluted comparison between cheese and life itself. The microorganisms in this cheese tell me God exists. This sack of meat that holds a soul tells me God exists. God himself, however, hasn't told me anything. Not really, not definitively, and certainly not out loud. You don't really want the out loud part, do you? I mean, it's got to be upsetting. I'm sure of it. Not as upsetting as doubt. And she's been waiting for God to speak to her, and he hasn't. And suddenly the thought that cheese might be just cheese, and not the miracle that she held it up to be. Yeah. And that brought doubt, and doubt is bad. It's a sin to live in his house when doubt lives in your heart, and I know the exact moment it moved in. I was in the kitchen, nibbling on the fresh pecorino Sister Louise brought back from Italy, and I thought, what if it's just cheese? What if I'm just cheese? What if this sack of meat is just a bacterial flirtation, and my soul is only a commingling of friendly microorganisms? How am I supposed to commit my life to something I'm not sure is real? I tried to ignore parts of this because it just, it was too over the top. I don't know if that was supposed to be funny. Maybe that was supposed to be, I mean, I'm sure it was supposed to be ridiculous, but. You know what? I think it was supposed to be funny. Unfortunately, I think it's very accurate. <laughs> it's... Maybe not specifically to cheese, but to certain things. I think that, that, that it's a very common way of thinking. Yeah, Absolutely. So Jay, behind Eric's back, talks the priest into staying another day so she can help Katrina find her feet. Now later, the priest tells Katrina that Jay bet him that she would go back in 24 hours, which she did not. She said, give me 24 hours and I'll change her mind. So there was no bet involved. Right. So anyway, Jay brings Katrina to Aaron who has all kinds of degrees in theology. And he kind of starts making progress where they're talking about how people think it's, it's a God speaks is literal. Although he doesn't really know that he's supposed to be convincing her of anything. He just thinks she, he's answering questions. But then he brought up serial killers, thinking that God told him to commit the crimes, and he lost her again. Yeah. <laughs> when her parents hear that Katrina's a nun, her mother thinks that Jay is seeking help for her condition whatever her mother thinks that may be, from the church. But of course, it's the wrong church. And I also think it's funny that Jay's mother still calls her fainting spell a sewed. Yeah. And the way she says it. <laughs> I find her mother very annoying. Yeah, I think she's supposed to be. But yes. When I was editing the first episode, I got to the part where we were talking about the mother, that the mother is all about appearances. Yeah. And she proves it again right here. She thinks her daughter is getting help and is glad that she is. But like I just said, it's the wrong church, in her opinion. All right. So later in the trailer, when Katrina comments on the monkey, it reminded me that when I was editing the first episode, I was thinking about the scene in the first episode when her mother comes into the store to tell her that she stole the monkey, the doctor knew it, and that she has to return it because the doctor refused to see her mother until it's returned. Yeah. She didn't ask why she took the monkey. She just told her to return it so she can have her next appointment. Now, if you thought your kid had some kind of issues and they do something like stealing an ugly brass monkey for what, wouldn't you want to know why? It would be like the first first question you ask is like, right. why would you do that? Right. 
I don't know. Wouldn't you think maybe there is maybe some underlying reason for it? I mean, it was a hideous old brass monkey. And she doesn't. She doesn't care. She just tells her to return it so she can continue to see the doctor. Just more of my thoughts on the mother, because it didn't occur to me the first time I watched it. But, I mean, her way of caring about people is odd. And it's really not caring about people. It's caring about how people make her look. Yeah. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Doug Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Doug here from the 13th Warehouse. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, please join Kim and Vicki over at the 13th Warehouse at the13thwarehouse.com. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. Attention Warehouse fans. Kim and Vicky continue on with the warehouse theme on the 13th Warehouse with Friday the 13th, the 1988 television series. Follow Mickey, Ryan, and Jack as they hunt for cursed antiques sold by Uncle Lewis to unsuspecting and sometimes suspecting patrons of his antique shop. So stick with us on the 13th Warehouse for Friday the 13th, the series. You can listen to The 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Jay thinks that explaining the talking animals to Katrina might help her believe that God talks to people, but Katrina takes it as the devil is talking to her. And Jay's willing to let her cast it out, as she says, because Jay thinks it'll help Katrina, but she also thinks that maybe she can rid herself of the voices while they're at it. Right, that's that's her hope. Yeah. So they meet with the priest, who tells Katrina that Jay's making all this up, and she bet him that she could turn Katrina in 24 hours. Yeah. But Jay really wants the exorcism. Then we have the turn where Katrina thinks that Jay is just doing this for some reason and Eric is also angry with that Jay went, went behind his back and, to talk to the priest. So in the parking lot, the lion tells Jay to break the taillight. She announces this to Katrina as she's doing this big, huge rant about wanting an exorcism. And her car rolls and breaks another car's taillight. Yeah. So Katrina now believes that Jay is really possessed. And she goes to Aaron for information about exorcism. Again, he doesn't know why she's asking. He just thinks she's... Interesting. And so, you know, he goes into the harshest scenarios. And then Eric, who's still angry, confronts the priest in the men's room. Someone took her dreams away. What was is no more. I mean, it's not like she wanted to end up sleeping in a barrel. What did you say? You sleep again? Yes, but in a bed and only because my wife cheated on me and took all my dreams away. At least the ones that had to do with being married to her. And now what Heidi was is no more. So it doesn't even matter. Are you confessing something? I didn't kill her. I just left her. Lost faith in her. I lost faith in that whole other life. I don't know if I want it back. And the priest advises him to forgive his wife, which doesn't mean he needs to go back to her. Right. Hell, I transgressed indiscriminately before I was called by God. But God forgave me those transgressions. 
you telling me to forgive my wife? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So I should go back to her? You can forgive someone and still choose not to be with them. It was a yes or no question. I don't have a yes or no answer. Jay's parents decided to bring her to church because they can't have her going to a Catholic church. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because she leaves, obviously, and, you know, they're, like, kind of clueless. Yeah, I don't think that they ever mentioned that at all in the first few episodes, like how religious they are. They're not. But they seem very adamant that they all go. Right, because they don't want her to be Catholic. Catholic, yeah. Because <laughs> she said, is this Christmas? I... <laughs> right. Meanwhile, the priest gets pulled over for a broken taillight, and they cuff him. So at this point, when they cuffed him, I really thought he was really wasn't a priest. Yes. And this whole scenario is a big lie. Yeah. They all end up in the police station because the police come and save her from Katrina, almost stabbing her. Right. Because Jay hit another car in the parking lot that afternoon. So the police come to talk to Jay, and fortunately they show up before Katrina stabs her. So the priest, Katrina, and Jay end up in the police station, although not all together. And we find out the priest is there because when the police ran his name, he came up as a deadbeat dad. And he has a child he never knew about. Yeah. And I guess the woman filed the report not because he refused to pay child support, because she couldn't find him. She didn't know where he was. Yeah. So he wasn't really a deadbeat dad. He was somebody who didn't know he had a kid. So obviously the penguin wanted Jay to bring his daughter back to her father. Right. But Jay also accomplished bringing Katrina back to God, you know, bring her back to him. She calls this a miracle. Yeah. And then Eric finally figures out that he's projecting all his problems with his wife onto Katrina and her situation. So I did like this one. I like the end, how the message she was getting at the beginning, she didn't even know the people at the time that she was supposed to be helping. Right. And even didn't know the whole time she was trying to help this nun didn't know that it wasn't the nun that she was helping. Although she did help her. Yeah, this one, it, I think this one came together nicely, where I think we assume that the priest meeting his daughter was supposed to be the end game. But I think in this particular episode, it seemed to have, like, a lot. More than one, yeah. So I'm wondering, this is episode three, but it would have been four. So you were talking about last week how it was just one note. I mean, you liked it, but... There was only one animal, and it kept saying the same thing. Yeah. I wonder if that's why they moved this one up to three. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I was, I when I was trying to figure out what episode to watch, I think there was three different websites that had a different episode guide. The it's, previews for, you know, previously on, mm -hmm. they're all the same. Yeah, I know, and they probably did that because they kept moving all the episodes around. So I was trying to, trying to watch... The previews to see okay, which is the last episode you saw, and it was, um, yeah, I don't know, I'm not sure why it's so hard to figure out. Yeah, but I'm wondering if they move this up. Maybe those were one note and they wanted to make it more interesting before people lost interest. Yeah, I mean, I liked that last episode, but I understand what you're saying, and this was more interesting and had a lot, a little more twists and stuff, so maybe they moved it for that reason. Yeah, or to make the god thing more apparent, possible. Do you have anything else on this one? Uh, no. All right, so we'll see you next time right. for Pink Flamingos. Come back next time for Season 1, Episode 4, Pink Flamingos.
Bye now! Don't forget to follow us on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Twitter, at Eureka Warehouse, on Facebook, at Eureka Rewatch, page name, Yeah, That Can't Be Good, and on Instagram, at Eureka underscore Warehouse. Episodes of Yeah, That Can't Be Good are available on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for Yeah, That Can't Be Good, The Wonderfalls Edition, Gypsy Blues, provided by Paul Whitman and his orchestra, found on Pixabay, free for commercial and personal use. Thanks for listening. Come back soon. Bye.